This is the Good News Report, where we look past the fear-mongering of the establishment media to hear of all of the victories being won on a daily basis. Let's begin. Let's jump right into the good news of the week. We have a Republican presidential candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy, who vowed just this week to fight abortion by codifying sexual responsibility for men into law if he's elected to the presidency. He had stated that this proposed law would give women the exclusive right and option to make the father of their child the principal caretaker who's responsible for bringing up that child by law once the child is born. And he said, we couldn't do this kind of policy in the nation's past because we didn't have genetic paternity tests that were 100% reliable, but now we do. And he proposed this measure as a way to fight abortion and promote the family. And then he suggested that it would also help to do this by making men think twice about their sexual behavior if they're not ready for a child. And I think it also, it doesn't just place that responsibility on the man, it actually places that on the woman too. I think that's where this bill would have to be evenly balanced out. But again, I think it's a good, it's a good kind of bill. And then the statements that Vivek made around the bill were really important. It's not just about fighting abortion itself, it's about curbing the decisions towards the the end result of abortion. And that's that is a really key point in policy around the abortion issue. We can't just attack abortion, we have to find ways to curb the decision-making process towards the end result of abortion. And that's what this would do. So he stated this one-liner and it made me so happy. It revealed another side to the deck that I actually really liked. And he state, stated this about the proposed law. Quote, it's not about men's rights or women's rights anymore. It's about human rights. Boom. Yes, 100%. Speechwriter at least gets it on the Ramaswamy team. Human rights is what matters. Not women's rights, not men's rights. The division between the two has been so dangerous and toxic for societies. And if you look at it, it means that there's a, from a psychological standpoint, it means that women's rights have a different value to them than men's rights. In our feministic culture today, women's rights have more value than men's. And then where does that leave children on the scale of men's and women's rights? Well, then it means that we have to bring up child rights. And that's actually a pretty darn dangerous thing. So if we just have human rights, it means that everybody is equal. We're not all the same, but we are all equal, have the same rights, same value. And that is what's incredibly important. And Vivek Ramaswamy, or at least his speechwriter, gets that. And I really, really like that. Next up, we have the Republicans in the Senate Committee on Rules Administration, which is led by Senator Katie Britt. They introduced legislation that would give states the power to verify American citizenship of applicants who are registering to vote by mail. Unfortunately, voting by mail is going to be a part of future elections, if not a major part of future elections. It has been a heavily abused in the last couple elections, but to see some sort of practical and productive safeguard being erected around the issue of mail-in ballots, that is what matters to me. So if you want to go look up this piece of legislation, it's called Citizen Ballot Protection Act. Bare essentials of it, it just helps states to more accurately verify that only American citizens are being approved for voter registrations. Because 
the trajectory of at least blue states at this point are that they're pushing for counties and cities to pass ordinances that open up voting rights to foreign nationals. I hate that so much. So, so much. Because voting is a sacred right of the people, the citizens of that nation. And to open up for foreign nationals to vote even just for a municipal election, the trajectory that that's pointed in, in terms of elections and voting in general, is for states and it's for state and then national elections to open up to foreign nationals voting. It's despicable. And Senator Britt said this about it. Voting in our country is a sacred right that must solely be limited to American citizens. To allow states to uphold this principle should be simple common sense. And there's a couple things that allowing foreign nationals to vote in elections, it actually disenfranchises American citizens as a whole. And then I see it as an insult to those American citizens who actually came to the country legally and took the time, the money, the resources, and the effort to go through the citizenship process. And on top of that, it undermines faith in our entire electoral system, which is a cornerstone of our nation. So this is a really good piece of legislation. It is protectionary. It reaches far into the future, and it deals with a situation around elections that is incredibly important and that has been highly abused. And somebody, some brilliant human being on the Senate committee decided to take action, and I am very in favor of that. Next up, we have Charles McConaughey. You might recognize that name. You might not. He is the former FBI counterintelligence chief who was just sentenced to 50 months in prison, as well as a $40,000 fine and three years of supervised release. This man is the one who instigated the Trump-Russia hoax. Mm-hmm. And guess why he is now in jail? Because he failed to report that he received $17,000 from a Russian oligarch who is a very close associate of Vladimir Putin, to, and he failed to report this whilst he was in his office at the FBI. And that is a breach of his oath of office. So the very ones who were blaming, smearing Trump for Russia collusion are the very ones who are now sitting in jail for Russia collusion. It is sweet story being written in front of our eyes. Next up, we have Mexico, who is the fifth country to reject the World Health Organization's pandemic treaty. Very excited about this. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one. I've done previous episodes about the pandemic treaty. You can go and listen to that. But Mexico, New Zealand, Estonia are just a couple of the countries who have flat out rejected the pandemic treaty or have reservations to it. This is not going to cast out the pandemic treaty, but it means that these countries are realize their rights as nations to exempt themselves from an unelected body's overreach. So way to go, Mexico. Next up, the Netherlands uh, will now be able to opt out of the European Union's asylum and migration policy. This is following in the footsteps of Denmark. Very, very happy about this, you guys. A lot of nations within the EU have been revisiting their allegiance to the EU system and wondering whether or not it's worth it anymore to follow the policies the EU pushes on them. And this points back to the realization that national sovereignty is indeed sacred. It's something that was given to nations by God. And nations are waking up to that matter. And the need for them to protect it and exercise that sovereignty. Not only do we see Brexit, which is Britain leaving the European Union, but a, lot of, a couple of people from the Netherlands that I'm close with, they said that Nexit 
is probably going to come up next. And then a couple other nations that I know behind the scenes are working on, at least on the policy and legal aspect of leaving the EU system. So there is there is a much bigger game afoot with regards to the EU. And it's really important that we pay attention because this is a globalist system which undermines national sovereignty. And anytime we can uphold national sovereignty, I'm there all for it. Next, we have a Tennessee bill which targets the indoctrination flags in schools. Those indoctrination flags could include the so-called pride or LGBTQ flag, BLM flag, any kind of racial, political, sexual orientation, ideological <laughs> flags, period. Any Basically any flag outside of the US flag or the Tennessee flag is not going to be allowed in charter or public schools because they are quote-unquote indoctrinating children. Very happy about this. State Representative Gino Bolso stated, a school should be a place where a child goes to learn, not a place where a child goes to be indoctrinated. I have said about schools that they are indoctrination stations and there needs to be a and there needs to be a rehaul around government schools as a whole around the curriculum and and getting any kind of flags that don't represent the country or the state need to be out of the classrooms. I don't care if it helps make people feel more comfortable that there's a pride flag in the classroom. These are government buildings. Schools are government buildings. Government spaces should be blank spaces. They should be boring. They should be basic. They should not point to any political ideology, period. Staying within Tennessee, Tennessee just filed a groundbreaking first-of-its-kind lawsuit against BlackRock over its ESG policies. And ESG is just an acronym for environmental, social, and governance. It's a complete scam. On your own time, you can totally go and look it up. I encourage you to do so. But the Office of the Attorney General of Tennessee is alleging that BlackRock violated consumer protection laws by denying investors the ability to make an informed choice on whether their money is being used for ESG. It's kind of a sweet justice moment for me because BlackRock is kind of the epitome of the poisonous nature of woke capital. And it's being held accountable. And not many states or countries are willing to do that. They want the investment that BlackRock brings. And they let them get away with way too much. And so to see one state at least taking a strong stand against the corruption of the ESG scam. So, so encouraging. And I, I started talking about ESG about a year ago or so, when I got exposed to what it actually is by Patrick Franz from Revival Today when we were doing Check the Market. Brilliant man, uh, knows so much on the subject. And you can actually go watch those old episodes about ESG. He understands it thoroughly, and he's able to explain it so much better than I ever could. But as he started to point out the corruption around it and how much of a scam it actually is, he also started to point out how different corporations are starting to reject ESG as a whole. So this is just, I think, the tip of the iceberg to show where this whole situation is going with regards to ESG. And it makes me very, very happy. Next up, California, every conservative's favorite state. Uh, there's a federal judge who just yesterday on Wednesday temporarily blocked a law that 
could have banned carrying firearms in most public places like churches or banks or public parks, what have you. And the judge, Cormac Carney, stated this California law, this state law that was signed into place by Gavin Newsom in September, that it actually violated the Second Amendment of the Constitution and deprives people of the ability to defend themselves and their loved ones. There was only about one exception that I could find about this law, and that was for privately owned businesses to put up signs saying people are allowed to bring guns on their premises. That is so insane to me. The ban that was going to come into play on January 1st would also apply to persons who were permitted to carry concealed weapon. So completely it goes against the Second Amendment, and the district judge Carney stated that this preliminary injunction blocking this law was put into motion because this law was repugnant to the Second Amendment and openly defiant to the Supreme Court, which had previously ruled on a case um, discussing the Second Amendment. So very happy to see we still have good judges in play. And that is a lot in thanks to President Trump, whether we you like to admit it or not. One of the lasting legacies that more people need to realize about President Trump being in office was appointing of so many pro-Constitution judges across United States. It was a brilliant move and one that set, is setting up America in the future for victory. Yes, this was a little bit of a shorter episode of the Good News Podcast, but I want to give you a good, quick shot of good news. With that, I will see you next week. Take care.